Welcome to the Merge Feast, the podcast where we satisfy your cravings for all things Survivor. We're your hosts, Sam and Mags, and this is a recap for season 45, episode 10. This is good TV. This is good TV. I'm energized. What a great episode, honestly. Should we get into the breakdown? Let's do it. All right. Previously on Survivor. Pretty good? 9 out of 10. All right. We get a recap from last episode of everybody throwing Jake's name out there. Really from the last two episodes, Mm -hmm. two or three episodes. Everybody's been trying to get Jake out, trying to get Jake out. He's surviving, Mm -hmm. slipping past every vote. We get the recap of Austin giving his idol to Julie to keep in her bag. Yep. They're reminding us that must come into play at some point. Absolutely. We have not seen her give it back. Mm-mm. She's still holding on to it. Um, on the Survivor Wiki page where they give like a breakdown of, you know, who voted for who, how many advantages everybody has. It does list that that advantage now belongs to Julie. I don't know what these guys know that we don't know. It belongs to Julie? Yeah. So. There's no loan? Mm-hmm. No. She doesn't have to pay interest? There's no, yeah. None of that. gift. All this to say, this is going to come back for some drama, and I called it. Yeah, you did call it. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Before we say that you called it, let's see what happens with it. It'd be really disappointing, though, if she just gives it back to Austin next episode. I don't think it's going to happen. No, there's that no way. That would be a bummer. Bruce wins all the immunity challenges. We get a recap of that. And then, of course, D, the unstoppable force, making the move to get Kendra out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our recap. And we get to the after the vote. We're on the Dakuwaka Beach late at night after Tribal Council. The first shot we get is of a thick snake going over their personal effects. Yeah, just slithering all over their stuff at camp. What do you think? Is that real or staged? Do they have these snakes that they bring out of a cage and yeah. they get these shots? I'm sure that they just have like an animal handler. Yeah. That as soon as they all go off to Tribal, they roll in like all the exotic gross animals snakes and mice and whatever and film the snakes crawling over their bags and shoes and things yeah jake is feeling back don't call it a comeback (laughs) all right he is he's feeling good he no longer has to just plead for his life he's ready to make some power moves Uh i don't know how he's gonna do it doesn't have any friends He comes back with like this post-tribal high every time of just like, I can't believe I made it through another night. Yeah. And then he's grounded when he realizes, oh, no, I still nobody wants yeah. to work with me. <laughs> Emily points out that it's interesting that Bruce just sold one of his alliance members. Just like you said last week. Yep. One of the Bellow people. I don't care. I'll vote for her too. She's gone. Bruce, on the other hand, he's just happy to be there. Who knows what is going through Bruce's head at this point? Yeah, honestly, I would like to know. His gameplay is so confusing to me. Uh, up to this point, he hasn't really thought much through other than I have an idol. Honestly. And I'm going to use it at some point. But that's it. That's the extent of his of his gameplay. Then we get the title sequence. My vote for the title sequence is when somebody quits, they should not get an epic thing. If you notice, Hannah has... A slow-mo shot of her landing in the dirt. Who? Face planting. Hannah, the girl who quit. Oh, yeah. Um, it shows her like that like big, huge face plant she did in the mud. Mm-hmm. And I think if you quit, that you get kind of a not-so-flattering shot of you in slow-mo like that. Yeah, with like I, your like your 
face contorted in a weird way in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Dirt in your teeth when you're smiling. Just something like unflattering. <laughs> That's right. Picking your nose uh-huh. when you think nobody's looking at camp. <laughs> you know like they that. have shots like that. Use yeah, them. They got, that's, now's the time to pull them out. I was going to suggest just pull them out of the title sequence entirely, but I like that better. Mm-hmm. Something humiliating. <laughs> Morning at the Dakuaka Beach. It becomes very clear at the beginning of this segment that Julie doesn't have what it takes she doesn't have that. She's not a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, she doesn't have that cutthroat instinct. Mm-hmm. Killer instinct is what I was going for. She brings up something that is talked about actually throughout this episode. <laughs> and it's a unique social experiment. I don't know what else to call it. That when people are out here calling her Mama J, mm-hmm. it puts this weird pressure on her and creates this weird relationship dynamic mm-hmm. that in some ways makes the game easier everybody loves you and makes the game harder. Everybody trusts you and therefore your betrayal stings and hurts worse than other people who did the exact same thing. No. Yeah. And she is really struggling with that. It's hard to, as a mother, it'd probably be hard to cut the throats of your young. <laughs> what are some animals in the wild that like eat their babies? Oh, um. We should Google it. I'll do you one better. Alexa, what animals eat their own babies? <laughs> Most reptiles, fish, and many other species, including male lions and bears, do not have parental instincts and will most certainly eat even their own offspring. Holy crap. That's Lion a King yeah. is a lie. <laughs> Lion King is a lie. Mufasa like would have been chowing down <laughs> on Simba. And most importantly, it said males. Male lions and male bears do not have a, a parental instinct, it said. Well, that makes sense why Julie can't tap into Exactly. That. Uh-huh. Drew tries to comfort her, and they kind of share this bonding moment. Absolutely. Drew cries, and it softens my heart to him. What a cute cry. What a cute moment. It is this bonding moment, letting her know, hey, you know, I know we've been aligned this whole time. If worse comes to worse, we're good. You know, I I care about our alliance so much, but no matter what happens at the end, because subtly acknowledging they're going to have to turn on each other at some point. Yeah. We're good no matter what. If you stab me in the back, I'm not going to hold it against you. Take it personally. Please do the same for me. Right. Yeah. Kind of an interesting conversation to have. Very, very, very genuine. It's interesting that they're offering that transparency as in we're going to have to go for each other at some point. And they don't really dive into that too much. They just lightly touch on that. And it's mostly a we're good, a feel good moment. Yeah. In the background. Snuggle cam. Dean Austin. Share a quick little snuggle. I miss that. How could you miss that? Must have been reading the subtitles. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a flash on the screen, but you know I live for these moments. I was going to say, in the background, the resistance is forming against the Reba Alliance. We have Bruce, Katura, Emily, and Jake starting to chit-chat amongst themselves about breaking up this this Reba Alliance. Right. Because now the numbers are 4-4. Four Reba Alliance members and four of the misfits. Mm-hmm. How did it get to this point? How they could thought, they let it get this far? Yeah, they thought, oh, now we don't have the numbers to make a play. Let's make a play. Honestly. These guys are really stressing me out. I've got some stuff to say about it later. We'll save it. Bruce makes up a pretty good lie, though, in this segment. He shares with Katura that his idol went home with Kelly when she mm-hmm. was blindsided because of the fear of the knowledge's power advantage being yep. in play. So he gave it to her. Everybody knows she was his number one. 
and she got voted out with it in her pocket, mm-hmm. and now he doesn't have an idol. Right. Great lie. Absolutely perfection. Chef's kiss to that. Great lie. Horrible execution of the lie. No, no, no. The lie was great. The way he told the lie was great. But then after he tells the lie, then he says to Katura, that was a lie. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Because I thought he was believable while he was saying it. Oh, yeah. No, he tells the lie. It's great. But the lies don't really work Uh when you tell somebody, I was lying. Exactly. Right after you lie. It's honestly. I've tried it. It reminds me of me buying Christmas presents for people. You buy this fantastic Christmas present. And then you say to that person, I got you a way good present. And I'm planning to keep it a secret. But then as soon as they show a little bit of interest, they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, do you just want me to tell you what it is? Well, the <laughs> second he can tell yourself. that she bought it, he's way excited. And yeah. he, he just, he's like, all right, fine. That was just a really good lie that I just it pulled worked. off. Yeah. You know? Give me the Oscar it's like he now. Wants the, yeah, he wants the instant gratification just like I do when I buy the gift. That's exactly what happens. He's too excited. He gets caught up. He tells Katura of all people, his mortal enemy uh-huh he he doesn't seem to know that she's his mortal enemy that which is disappointing to me because she is very much she hates him mm-hmm. and always has he doesn't really seem to have a finger on the pulse true for what his tribe mates are thinking about him katura buys it a hundred percent oh absolutely she believes it hook line and sinker and then as soon as he tells her did you believe it she has this you know confessional where she's Oh, I didn't believe it for a second. No, we all watched you. Yeah, honey, we saw it. You believed it. Mm-hmm. You were had. She was so mad that her mortal enemy had fooled her. She tried to just switch up to save face. Mm-hmm. Game on, though. Bruce is lying to people. His worst. Ugh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. We're just going to talk about everything later. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> After this segment, though, we go to... A reward challenge. Get an early challenge yes. here. Let's do a challenge breakdown. First of all, I do have to say reward challenge. I love these. One of the many attributes as to why this was such a fantastic episode in my eyes. For this challenge, they are going to erase through a series of obstacles and collect a ball along the way. They will then crawl under a net and maneuver a ball through a table maze that is operated by a pulley system. First person to finish wins reward, and not just any old reward. Finally, Jeff took our criticisms about the quality of the rewards personally, it seems. This is a Thanksgiving feast. They've got turkey, they've got mashed potatoes, gravy. What else did they have? I didn't write Forks, it down. plates, and a For- chair, <laughs> which is incredible. <laughs> yes. They then get to sleep overnight in the sanctuary on pillows. They get to have blankets. They get to be well rested. And letters from home. If you were on Survivor and Jeff tells you about this reward, I feel like you would have raised your hand when he was talking about it and been, okay, so pillows and blankets. Is there going to be like a white noise machine <laughs> and like two, just two small tablets of melatonin that's all i would need and then maybe a glass of warm milk i don't know and maybe like a red light mask that i could put on just for like 15 minutes that would really help all right i'm a little bit particular when it comes to my sleep (laughs) and then if we could just crack the window open to cool down the room a little bit before it started you're right i would have said it (laughs) i would have said it on the off chance that i could have got a little bit of melatonin it would have been worth it (laughs) as soon as you had that blanket on you in the sanctuary you would have been like it is hot out here is it not hot are you guys not hot (laughs) the faces of the tribe mates when he announces this 
unforgettable. They are stunned. They're stunned. And they just like jaws to the floor. There's like a moment of silence after he's announced everything. Where instead of cheering, they're all just sitting there shook. I feel like they ordered a bunch of stuff for all the rewards. (laughs) And none of it came on time. Uh Uh-huh. And then it all showed up. And they were like, well, we don't have that many reward challenges left. Let's just throw it all (laughs) into this one. That is so accurate. Like if you won the last challenge, you're like, I shared a chicken on the ground and ate it like an animal. (laughs) Yeah, with no And these people get a whole freaking turkey with all the sides and get to sleep there and get a letter from their home. Mm -hmm. Hey, good for them though. They finally get a good reward and the challenge begins. They are pretty much neck and neck all the way through the challenge. They're jumping over the tables, going through the ropes. Nothing crazy. What was the middle portion of the challenge? I'm trying to remember even. Uh, they crawl under a net. They crawl under the big net. Nothing crazy. It's, it's not basically even all just time filler until they get to the maze. Uh-huh. They get to the, the ball maze, the balancing and everything. I didn't know how else to describe that. You know, I said it's operated by a pulley system. Do you think that describes what we want people yeah, to Yeah, I think that, I think that's a good description. I knew right away, of course, this was going to play to Emily's strengths as a financial analyst. <laughs> So I I called it. (laughs) Jake, though, has an interesting strategy. Did you notice this? Yeah, it's to pull one string as hard as you can (laughs) at like a random time. Make the ball bounce out of the maze. He was trying to launch the ball like a catapult. Into space. (laughs) (laughs) And then after it orbits a couple of times, it comes back down right into the hole. Bummer he didn't have the time to get it perfected. Honestly, like this just taught me that Jake has no touch. Jake has no touch. I actually like this episode for Jake, though, overall. Me too, so much. He's such a likable guy. Now, please don't hate me, but I have more to say on that later. (laughs) (laughs) How long is this podcast going to be? Pretty much it comes down to Austin and Emily. They are going head to head. Both of them have the ball close to the final spot in the maze, just trying to get it into that Locked into that little hole. Yeah. Austin, he just loses it at the last second. It falls off. And Emily is basically by herself. She can take her time. She's able to lock it in. I think that's got to be the best moment when you and somebody else are neck and neck. And theirs fails. Mm -hmm. So that allows you so much extra time just to take it slow and be very delicate with it. Yeah. You don't have to rush. You can take a deep breath. Yeah. And you, you're you not feeling pushed mm-hmm. into making a mistake. She benefits from that and she wins the reward challenge. She's immediately overcome by emotion. This was an emotional episode. It was such an emotional episode. The highs were high and the lows were low in this episode, I definitely mm-hmm. have to say. It is becoming so apparent that these people are being pushed to their limit. So what? what is this, day 18? Mm-hmm. They're, they're breaking. They're all at their emotional breaking point, and you can see. Yep. Everybody cried this episode. Emotions were out the wazoo. The emotional wazoo. <laughs> the second Emily wins, the second she wins, she's shaking, she's crying. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think she she didn't expect to win that. No, she I, said of she course, didn't expect knew, to win any. I knew she would. Ugh. She didn't see herself winning that, and so it's a it's a big moment for her. Yeah. She goes over. Jeff says, you can pick a few people to be in the sanctuary with you, to come spend the night with you with the blankets and the pillows, and 
And uh, man, this is the worst. It is the worst because they didn't announce the letters from home until right now. Mm -hmm. So at this point, they were just thinking it was the overnight and the food. When Jeff announces these letters from home, oh my gosh, Jake has the saddest crying face. Some people just have an ugly cry. Have you seen New Girl and Genslinger is like known for his ugly cry face? Yeah. Some people, it just is not great. Honestly, Emily is one of them. (laughs) <laughs> but Jake's crying face, it, it had me, like had the tears in my eyes. It was a crying face with shadows of courage, just trying to be brave, fight through it. Exactly. Wow. Eyes. Jake is not chosen to go to the sanctuary, unfortunately. Nope. Emily makes it a girl's night. She elects to bring Julie, Keturah, and Dee in that order. Drew breaks down. He's He's crying. He's upset. Everybody is. Luckily that Drew is wearing his hat in that Santa Claus way. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have a Santa Claus hat on, you've got the little white puff ball that f- is just hanging down by the side of your face. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how Drew is wearing his so he can reach over and grab his buff to dry his tears. He does that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Perks to the dry, Santa hat buff wearing method, all dry, right? <laughs> dries his tears with his buff. Truly. I mean, I didn't think about it, but imagining... Uh, Sad crying Santa is all I'm thinking of now. <laughs> and that's a depressing image. After the challenge ends, there's a talking head from Austin. You could tell he's really, he's pissed about not winning and not being chosen. He really felt like that was going to be the closest he was going to get to meeting Dee's family, who was reading her <laughs> letters from home. And I don't know, having an overnight with Dee. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Austin was going to win this. Pick D first, and Jeff was going to say, all right, who else are you going to take it? Austin was going to say, nobody. Nobody. I will pass on the other guests. I will not pick anybody (laughs) else. Can I just not pick somebody? (laughs) We go to a commercial break, and we come back to the sanctuary. Who is this Emily? She's unrecognizable from episode one, Emily. Oh, absolutely. She's a completely different person. Yeah, that glass of wine really loosened her up. She she seemed like fun. I'd hang out with Emily. She just is getting along with everybody. She hasn't lost her critical thinking skills. Yeah. It's just, she's just so much more comfortable and at ease socially. It really highlighted how much she's progressed in those realms. Yeah, the evolution of of Emily, incredible. Mm -hmm. This is a really wholesome moment at the sanctuary. This is just like women building women up. I loved this. They weren't talking like, let's all align together, but they were just like genuinely building each other up. Emily says, I never thought I was going to win this. And they say to her, you are a force. If only you could see yourself the way that we see you. It was such a great moment. The episode only gets better, okay? I'm glad you talked about the idea of the women and their strength because I have something I want to talk about later. So (laughs) at this point, Keturah doesn't seem to even care about winning anymore. She's just like on a mission to get Bruce Mm -hmm. out. So she immediately shares Bruce's secret that he's lying about this whole Kelly getting sent home with his idol thing. Just tells everybody just, Hey, just so you know, Bruce is lying. He's got no leg to stand on. Just completely destroys Bruce's game and, and a potentially good move. I mean, Bruce destroyed it himself by telling Katura in the first place. Bruce put himself in the coffin and Katura put the nail in it. Ooh, poetic. This is the second episode in a row that Katura is immediately been told something, a plan from one of her Bellow tribe mates and turned around and told the Reba Alliance. Yeah. She's a Reba Alliance foot soldier. No, really? That's, she just goes out and does the dirty work for them. And she means and nothing to them. It's either Jake next week or her next week. I agree. 
unless they start turning on each other. You're exactly right. She means nothing to him. We go back to the Dakuwaka Beach. Boys night out. A, a good old BNO. The fart jokes are in full force. This is really what I imagined it to be like when boys are together alone. You've seen into our inner sanctum. <laughs> They're talking about farts. Well, what's interesting is they say they haven't really farted since they've been out there. Drew says that, yeah. Most of them would agree to that. It sounded Austin like. said he just hasn't gotten much volume. Yeah. <laughs> Drew says, I've only had one fart. He remembers the fart that he's had. Yeah, it was a merge feast fart. Yeah. It must have been a really memorable fart. I'll tell you, it's all farts and burps now. But once these boys get laid out under the stars together, that's when it gets deep, you know? <laughs> they start talking about how they never feel like they'll ever live up to their dad's expectations and they... <laughs> Sometimes feel insecure about not knowing how to put an engine together. <laughs> stuff like that. Just manly stuff. Like oh sometimes they're insecure about their ability to cook raw meat on an open fire. Like I wanna see that. I wanna see that. Once the sun goes down, I'm sure those conversations were had. But we do get this great montage. Before the montage, Jake says it's the best. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. <laughs> And cue the 70s music and yeah, the best montage uh, yeah. maybe ever in Survivor history. This was a Top Gun soundtrack song. Oh, really? Kenny Loggins, yeah. Well, I've got a breakdown of what a boy's camping trip includes. Okay. Or should I say what guys being dudes. What does that equate? It starts off with some farting, then some flexing, burping. Throwing things at each other, throwing <laughs> coconuts into the water, chopping coconuts, chopping bamboo, scuba-ing, bro-hugging, fist-bumping, carrying heavy logs, and, quote, talking about food, action movies, and things girls don't want to talk about, end quote. I was a little confused. Why was Austin talking smack on bacon? Yeah. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> of all the foods to talk smack about. Pick uh, salad. Yeah, talk smack on lettuce. Yeah. Who even likes lettuce? Bacon's the only thing that makes lettuce edible, to be honest. I honestly loved this montage so much. The music was just icing on the cake. This ended on a freeze frame of Drew flexing. What a moment. Iconic <laughs> moment in Survivor. I know. It's fun that they're trying these new things with editing. I would agree. You know, I think I, I enjoy these, these new segments and this montage mm -hmm. is a fun one. After the montage, Drew... Gets a part where he's like cleaning the pot on the beach <laughs> while everybody else is spear fishing. He says, you know, I've never been one of the boys, but I've always observed the boys for science. <laughs> like I study the boys <laughs> from an anthropological distance. Yes. That's what he says. And that made me laugh. But I'm glad to see he's opening up, you mm -hmm. know, trying to just learn about boy culture. <laughs> what it's like to be one of the guys being dudes. Bruce starts talking strategy during this boy's camp out. And he throws out Dee's name to Jake, saying she's a big threat. Maybe we could get her out. Jake, on the other hand, he doesn't know who to trust. He likes that idea, but he's kind of iffy on it. They're kind of going back and forth, but seems like maybe Dee could be an option for him. Jake then goes to Drew and says, hey, Bruce is gunning for, for Dee. By the way, he doesn't have an idol. Yeah. Because it went home with Kelly and shares that information with Drew. Drew calls him a puppy dog at uh -huh. this point. And this is one of the hard things of this episode. Jake is so like willing to work with people. Yeah. It's so hard to watch someone who is likable. Yep. And trying. 
Like he's trying so hard. It's not like a lot of the other players right. who have not have just not played and been voted out. Mm-hmm. Jake is trying to play. Nobody is playing with him. Honestly, and it, you're right. It is sad and hard to watch. You just want somebody to say, yeah, that's a good idea and run with it. Uh-huh. It's tough to watch someone get rejected over and over and it over. It really again. is when it's a fantastic idea, mm-hmm. specifically. After they're talking strategy, we get some clips of Austin fishing. Mm-hmm. And he's getting like quite a bit of fish. It's kind of incredible. But at first, he's just getting like these like really beautiful small fish, like the ones you see like in little aquariums, like the dentist office and whatnot. It's a sad way to put that. Well, don't you think that <laughs> it should be illegal? <laughs> I do not think we should be allowed to eat those fish. Yeah, only the ugly fish. Thank you. I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the GNO, Julie has a great quote. They're about to read their letters from home. She says, if this food is my fuel, the letters are my fire. And in this game, fire is your life. That's a great way to illustrate how her family is her motivation. It's what's driving her out here. All four of them open up and tearfully read through their letters. Yeah, great scene. For like the fifth time this episode, I was feeling emotional hearing them read quotes from their letters. So Mm -hmm. tender and sweet. Julie reads a part of her letter from her brother um, explaining about whenever she went through a divorce, she needed a hero, so she became a hero, but that she was his hero all along. Really sweet. Katura says her sister wrote... You don't need an idol. You're my idol. All these kind of like repetition-y like mantras. I don't know. They they were getting me. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Their their families really stepped up the letters this, they did. this season. This is kind of what we get instead of a, a loved one's visit. We get these letters from home. It's been the norm for the f- past few seasons. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't want to call it a great substitute, but it is something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an acknowledgement that they are something beyond just a player or a character on the show. Yeah. They are people, real people. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the draws of reality TV versus scripted TV. This idea that we are watching real people and not just, you know, what the writers or producers have put in front of us. Exactly. Katura, her real life struggles kind of come through the family letters Mm -hmm. her mom who she's broken contact with she cut off contact with her mom over a year ago and she got a letter from her mom which she was not expecting right that would be tough yeah the producers kind of messed that up in my opinion they probably should not have done that yeah and maybe they didn't know but they must not have known but yeah i agree with you because that is something when you're out there in the game, like, sure, you want that small connection to your 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 real life, right? Your family. But you want it to be an encouraging, kind of uplifting yes. moment with those letters. And it felt like her getting that letter from her mom dragged a lot of negative feelings yeah. from back home. A lot of real life struggle mm-hmm. into her mind that she had shut out for mm-hmm. however many days now. Yeah, instead of lifting her up, it, it dragged her down. It was a shot of reality in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's a bummer if that ends up being potentially being distracting to her. Absolutely. Anything else about this letter reading? Emily says that maybe she wants to marry her boyfriend that she's been with for 10 years. Oh, yeah. And again, she's sitting there with her glass of wine doing her talking head and it's hilarious. 
She just kind of looks like a real housewife sitting there with like <laughs> moving her glass of wine in her arm while she's talking. It's like mm-hmm. swishing around in the glass. I loved it. And she's like, maybe Emily will get married. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was, I thought that was a great moment. She really is changing. That kind of emphasizes my point that I made earlier. She really is changing. Right. Her outlook on life even. And who knows, maybe when the wine wears off and she wakes up the next morning, she's like, oh no, my boyfriend's going to see that. No, she was very clear to put like an asterisk. It'll be interesting. I'm sure that'll come up on the post-season interview circuit. Yeah, for sure. The next morning at the Dakuaka Beach, the girls come home. Dee says, we're coming back to our husbands. And I thought if you were to pair these these people up, who, who would be the pairs? You have Dee and Austin, Julian, Bruce, just based on age. <laughs> when you get that old, your options are limited. <laughs> Katura and either Jake, lawyers. Katura and Jake are lawyers, and then Drew and Emily. Oh, yeah. The analytical couple. Wow. That was not bad for us matchmaking. We did good with what we had. The strategy talk begins again. Emily goes to Jake and says, Hey, just so you know, it seems like they all want to flip on you. Mm-hmm. Jake immediately says, who, Drew? Mm-hmm. And Emily says, I, I mean, yeah, everybody. Yeah. And Jake is like, I can't believe Drew would do this. <laughs> 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 I can't believe my my number one guy, my bro. And this is what I wanted to talk about later. I want to talk about it now. All right. This is the problem with women. Oof. Here comes my anti I don't know if we want to hear this from you. <laughs> We have a utopian society of just guys farting and burping and spear fishing and oh, even cleaning the pot. <laughs> as soon as the women get back, what do the men do? They start getting mad at each other. <laughs> the competition begins. It's unbelievable. Drew approaches Jake because Jake has kind of been throwing Drew's name around after hearing all of that. Mm-hmm. And they're both like brushing their teeth with twigs during this conversation, which makes it really hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's really hilarious. gross. <laughs> but anyways, Drew, who I really do think is a smart guy and so far a great player, says something so dumb to Jake. Jake says, why would you vote me off? And he says, you have no allies. Okay, that is not a reason to vote somebody off in this game. Yep. That makes no sense. You're playing a game where you want to vote off everybody who is better than you. Yes. Jake is not better than you. Therefore, he has no allies. But you know who is better than you? D. Austin. Austin. Emily. Julie. These are people that he needs to be getting out. What game are these guys playing? Drew, D. Austin, and Julie are playing a different game. I do not know why they cannot take advice from somebody and go against each other at this point. They have to turn on each other now so that only one of them can make it to the final three. Because if any of those four are sitting next to each other, the votes in the jury are getting split. They have the exact same game, the exact same resume. No, you're 100% right. And uh, Drew is so offended. He's almost like uh, he's like a king who's and one of his subjects is committing treason. Mm-hmm. And that's how he's talking to Jake It is in this conversation. Like, of course I would throw your name out there. You're just a serf in this feudal system. I am the Lord. That's how Drew approaches this. And is extra offended when Jake says, okay, the conversation's over. And Drew's like, oh, you want to dismiss me, court jester? (laughs) He says, you think you're a mobster telling me when the conversation's over? And Jake is great. Jake's like, how am I the mobster? I have... 
no upper hand in this game. <laughs> I am at the bottom. Yeah. I'm the least powerful person here. Uh-huh. Yeah. All he did was just not let Drew walk over him in that conversation. Yep. All I, I wrote in my notes here is in all caps, somebody please work with Jake. I want that so bad. Jake has the idea right. Mm-hmm. He knows, hey, the other people in your alliance are playing a fantastic game. You mm-hmm. don't stand a chance. Let's get them out. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, there's nothing honorable about taking other great players with you into the final three. You will kind of forget some players who towards the end are trying to decide which path they want to go down. Do I want to take goats with me or do I want to take real threats with me and put myself to the test? Well, maybe I would do that if $5 was on the line. Yeah. A million dollars though? Yeah. I and yeah. I don't respect somebody who does that. <laughs> yeah. No, show me. Exactly. Show me that you are the boss and that you constructed this game to be exactly what you wanted it to be. Absolutely. I agree with you. That is the better strategy. Did you have anything else about this conversation on the beach before we get to the immunity challenge? No, let's move right along. Okay. We'll take a quick break. With Christmas less than two months away, now is the perfect time to head over to Jancy Ann Co. to snag some of those great holiday deals for that special someone in your life. Macrame, embroideries, weavings, Jancy Ann Co. is here to make the perfect alliance with your holiday shopping needs. For a limited time, save 26% with code HOLIDAYMERGE at Jancy Ann Co. on Etsy or at jancyann.com. That's Holiday Merge, one word. You guys, this is going to make the perfect gift this holiday season. It's unique. It's handmade. Nobody's going to have a replica, another version of it. It's one of a kind. And not to mention, this is a huge sale for these guys. They never do sales this big. You're going to want to take advantage of it. That's Jancy Ann Co. on Etsy or jancyann.com, spelled J-A-N-C-Y-A-N-N.com. All right. Welcome back. Are you ready for a challenge breakdown? I'm ready for it. Let's do it. For this challenge, they are laying down on a steep ramp. Kind of looks like a slide and it is suspended over water. They are going to hold themselves up by grabbing onto handholds on each side of them. At regular intervals, they have to move down to smaller handholds. Is this a new challenge? It looks like a brand new challenge. I think Katura's face kind of said it all when they got there. They She looked at that thing and was like, what the heck is this? I've never seen this before. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this one before either. It's an interesting new endurance challenge. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. When Jeff was announcing the challenge, I had kind of a funny moment. He was explaining the challenge and at the end he says, and we will get it on. But he starts clapping, but he starts clapping too soon in my opinion. So he says like, and we will get it on. <laughs> That's a lot of claps. It's too much. I think you're supposed to say, and we will get it on. It was too many claps, but you know, it's like when you start doing this bit too soon, you have to commit to the end. Yeah, and there's no way to shorten that. There's no way to shorten it because you can't stop the clap mid-sentence, and we will get it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once you start the clapping, you yeah. do have to see it through the end of the sentence, but it was uh-huh. way too many words. I think three words, three claps is that's pretty the, good. That's the maximum amount yeah. of claps. Yeah. Man, how safe do you think Jeff's job is? <laughs> After that, he's not very. The, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> the immunity challenge begins. He's going to get the old Chris Harrison <laughs> treatment. <laughs> 
replace my football player. Just got to watch out. Really clean it up with the claps. <laughs> the immunity challenge begins. Seems like it's going to be an arm strength challenge at the beginning here. I put this is more of a sticky feet challenge. Oh my goodness. I thought the same thing. I was going to ask you, do you think sweaty feet or dry feet are better for this? Depends. On? How sticky is your sweat? (laughs) (laughs) If you've got Elmer's glue-like sweat, this is a good challenge for you. If your sweat is like, you know, WD-40, you're going to be sliding down (laughs) that thing pretty quick. I also thought it would be best to be shirtless for this. That's an interesting thought. Because your skin would stick to the back. Yeah, like a pool chair. Exactly. But the final two people, both wearing shirts. I thought Drew was in a good spot here because he's got his legs tucked in. He's got those size 13 feet, mm-hmm. just maximizing the friction mm-hmm. with the big surface area on the bottom <laughs> of those feet. Obviously, D with the toe. <laughs> Toes. She toe, has yeah, two of them. Multiple toes. <laughs> she she was uh, had a good advantage there. So they're in a good spot. First person to drop out is Emily. She slides down pretty quick. What is with these people saying sorry when they go out? Emily did it hmm. and Julie did it. What are they know. saying sorry for? They need to who slide are, out and say you're welcome. Who are they competing for? Yeah. They're disappointing. I guess at this point, maybe everybody's just trying to be Bruce. So you have to be sorry if you go out before Bruce Yeah, does. I guess. Katura is struggling. She has this fear of the water that is coming up out of nowhere. Right. They've done water challenges this season mm-hmm. before the merge where they were swimming. They were jumping off of tall things into the into the ocean. And she doesn't seem, she hasn't had a problem with it until for whatever reason before this challenge, she had an immediate fear of sliding off this three foot little slide yeah. into the water. Uh-huh. She's so terrified that it, keeps her from being able to compete in the challenge. She ends up dropping out, but she steps off of the the board, mm-hmm. I guess is what you would call it, and onto the pier rather than sliding off into the water. Yeah. What is going on? I kind of get it. Something just gets in your head and it just gets built up and built up and built up, even though it has no logical explanation. I think just sitting there, knowing that eventually she was going to slide into the water with like dead arms from the challenge kind of freaked her out. Hmm. And I the feeling of it being like imminent got into her head. I even went to the lengths of wondering if something about her letters from home, right? The, that kind of like emotional trauma mm-hmm. affected her like mental and emotional stability so much that it didn't allow her to think rationally about this challenge. I like that theory. Like it heightened her sense of anxiety and fears or whatever. She even admits on the bench, right, that she prepared for this. Right. She, she practiced swimming. She's, she knows how to swim. She knew she was going to have to jump in the water at some point during this season. She just doesn't know why. She just is in her own head about it. Yeah. She drops out. The rest of them, we have D, Drew, Jake, Bruce, and Austin left. Jeff has this crazy line about, this is like a game at a carnival while you're eating a scone. What in the world? First the clapping, and yeah. now this, Jeff. <laughs> you're on thin ice. Jake bites back. He says, what carnival have you seen this at? 
That was a good Jake impression. But he doesn't say it, like, Jake doesn't say it in a funny way. He's a little bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good uh, challenge. You know, I don't always like the contestants challenging Jeff's authority. Yep. But this, we Jeff, had, this was, Jeff deserved this one. We get a shot of everybody's feet. I don't know why they would do this to us. These nasty feet that have not been showered. The toenails are long. Why would they do this to us? We don't need this shot of their feet. Um, didn't Dee have a pedicure? The work of a pedicure can be undone quickly when you're living outside with no shower. <laughs> All the good that was done. Uh-huh. This is where the game changer really comes in. They move down to a smaller handhold mm-hmm. and Jeff says, you are no longer allowed to tuck your feet up and have your feet flat against the board. You have to stick your legs straight out. Yeah. And that's it for everybody pretty much. As soon as that, that starts the clock, it becomes solely an arm strength challenge. Drew's size 13 dogs are no longer his advantage. He has to stick his legs straight out. Drew drops out. D can't use her toes anymore. She <laughs> drops out. But D has a cool line as she goes out. What does she say? She says, good job, boys. And that's what I'm saying. You don't slide out and be like, sorry. Gets down to Jake, Bruce, and Austin Somebody just got to be Bruce. He's won every individual immunity except for he's won two individual immunities in a row. Jake falls out. It's down to just Bruce and Austin. They're holding as best they can with their arms. Who did you want to win here? I wanted Austin to win. I wanted Bruce to win. You you were cheering for Bruce at this point? But only because I love a good challenge beast and I kind of thought that was going to be Bruce. If I had one note for these guys, Mm -hmm. specifically Bruce. You're down to two like that, that's when you start talking. And Bruce had a lot of clout at that point. Mm. He'd had those two immunities on his back already. Mm -hmm. I think that's whenever he starts saying, Austin, I'm not going to lie, dude. I feel solid. I could probably do this for hours. Forever. I really think that's what you need to start doing. You get down to two like that, you just got to start talking like if the pain's not getting to you and that you are feeling comfortable. Yeah, just look over at Austin and say, Hey, my arms and hands have locked into rigor mortis. I I couldn't let go if I wanted to. (laughs) Bruce slides off. Bruce falls into the water. Austin wins it, brings it home. Bruce is finally vulnerable. No immunity necklace around his neck. And they all go back and have a feel-good moment with Keturah. Yeah. Allow her to face her fear, swim back out to the boat to take him back to their beach. She was nervous. They give her the option that the boat could come pick her up from the dock. But she says, no, I'm going to do it. And she she does it. Good for her. Right. Back at the Dakuwaka Beach, a little bit of chaos ensues in a good way. This is what I'm talking about. This is why this episode was good to me. There were a lot of plans before Tribal Council. Mm-hmm. I genuinely had no idea what was going to happen before Tribal Council. And I like that. I hate when they get back from the challenge and there's just one plan and you know that's the plan that's going to work. And then last minute somebody's like, eh, what if we maybe did this? And everybody's like, oh, maybe. And you're like, obviously that's not going to happen. Yep. This is such a great back and forth because of the chaos and because of all the different plans that are happening. I liked the planning. I thought the wrong person was targeted. I agree. So what happened was that they started targeting Julie. First, Julie is the target. Katura mm-hmm. brings up her name to Emily. She is, Emily likes that idea mm-hmm. they're talking about. She is Mama J. Everybody loves her. Katura says you don't want to go to the end with someone who you call Mama. That's, and that's true. It's kind of, yeah, I, th- I Although, thought that was a decent point. But 
if Mama Jay hasn't done anything on her resume, mm-hmm. I think we're past the point that people are just going to give people a million dollars because they love them. I agree with that. The social aspect of this game is often the least esteemed. Being well-liked is important, but it is not the only criteria for a vote. Yep. And in fact, it's probably one of the least important. Yeah. Emily is the mastermind here. Absolutely. Of the post-immunity challenge, scrambling on the beach. She is doing some fake orchestrating with Bruce, trying to make Bruce feel comfortable. She is unbelievably subtle in getting Bruce to feel safe enough to not play his idol. Emily is amazing. Earlier... Just her word choice throughout this whole convincing Bruce to not play his idol is beautiful. Mm -hmm. She plays the long game. Mm -hmm. Earlier this season, right, when when I think it was Kelly and somebody, Katura maybe, are talking to Jake and they say, oh, yeah, we're not going to vote you. So we need your vote, though. So don't play your shot in the dark. As soon as they say that out loud, like... The person's on to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the temptation, right? It, Emily wants to say something like, oh, yeah, and I bet if we could get this all to work out, you wouldn't even have to play your idol. Yep. BS meter goes off in yes. Bruce's head. He knows, okay, this actually could be a lie. Exactly. Emily never once says, you're safe. Mm-hmm. You, we've got the numbers. You can keep your idol. Mm-hmm. She pretty much implies to him, yeah. you should still play your idol. Like, I think that's a good idea. Right. Even though, in theory, they should have the numbers to vote out whoever they want to vote out. It's great. Bruce goes to Jake to tell him about this plan. He's pretty condescending, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah, I I agree. Didn't like this. He was saying, like, you don't want to get voted out, do you? Uh Then you better listen to my plan. Uh Or we better come up with something, shouldn't we? Like, it was a little little bit much from Bruce. He says, you want to go home tonight? Don't patronize Jake. Yeah. What is Jake going to say to that? Yeah. Man, once again, poor Jake. Yeah. Because Jake finds out here that Bruce was lying to him about Kelly going home with the idol. Right. And Jake was completely fooled. Yeah. By that lie. For yet again, finds himself with no allies, no friends, no one he can trust. Right. He is lonely. He goes and cries on the beach. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm crying. I'm going to go hide out on the beach and get a moment alone. Like you could tell he just goes to sit on the beach for a minute of solace. And you can see it. The emotion just like overcomes him. Mm-hmm. The stress of it all, the emotion of it all just hits him and he starts crying. And like I said, Jake has got such a sad cry. And it's exactly what you said. It's because you can tell he's trying to be brave. He doesn't want to cry, but it's all just, it's it's overflowing. And it's so sad because he feels dumb. He says he thought he'd be a better player. And I think it comes down to the players on this season and the kind of game they're playing. Because I think in another life, he could have been like Zeke. Yeah. He reminds me of Zeke. He wants to do these moves and these these blind sides. And I don't think he's dumb. I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend Jake as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am absolving him of 90% of the responsibility for his failures uh-huh. in this game. Because... Poor guy (laughs) got thrown onto the merge beach with his quote unquote alliance being the Bellow tribe. And look who's on that tribe. You have Kelly, who's great. But then you had Bruce. Kelly gets voted out immediately. Right. 
And then he's left with Bruce, Kendra, and Katura. Right. As the people that he's trying to work with to make moves. Awful. Probably the worst three strategic players Mm -hmm. since post-merge. Yeah. And Jake is trying to work with them and is going up against a very strong Reba alliance that has pre-existing relationships with Emily. Right. That's tough for Jake. He's trying to make these moves and is trying to work with people who don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of wandering around and bumping into things. Yeah, I agree. And if we said it once, we've said it a million times, but I just do not understand what the Reba Four are hoping for here. Like, do they genuinely want to make it to the final four together? I think next episode is when we're going to start seeing some movement in the Reba Four because they have the numbers to do it. It's now 4-3. So they need to start turning on each other while they have the swing votes. Right. I feel like they should have started doing this a while ago. The risk... I agree with what they've been doing because the risk of being picked off cleanly. But they could see what we could see. Those guys weren't getting rallied. They weren't doing anything. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but only because they have stayed together. I disagree with it. I think they're cutting it too close. How can one of those four get rid of the other three at this point? I see what you're saying. That could be what Julie tries to do, mm-hmm. right? Is join with Jake and Emily and Katura. And get out the other three. The other thing, too, is they all know that they've got idols shared. Like, they have that trust. I mean, if you can just ride that alliance to the final four and have a one in four chance at winning that final immunity challenge, that's not a bad argument either. All right. I've seen a lot of people online who are sick of the Reba Alliance. And Mm -hmm. I think you probably fall into that camp. I'm not sick of them. They make for great TV. Yeah. I just think this was the episode for one of them to wise up. I am more pro Reba Alliance. I cannot wait to see how this. Yeah, ends. we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, I, I mean, I would sit at the end with Julie if I were any of the yeah, other three. I agree. Meanwhile, Jake's whole world is crumbling around him. Yeah. And Bruce comes over and actually gives him a great pep talk. I wrote it down. It was actually really sweet. You kind of see Bruce's inner father come out. Mm-hmm. He says, look at me. Ready? You are far from dumb. I admire you for going out and passing the bar. Don't drop yourself down to what you're not. Look at me. You know what just hit? The survivor wall. But congratulations. It took longer than me. I hit mine four days ago. You're going to look back on this, I promise you. And you're going to think like, I was smarter than I thought I was. All right? That's a speech from a dad, right? Mm-hmm. And it's short and it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought it was a great pep talk from Bruce. Once again, another redeeming quality. (laughs) We go to Tribal with a a couple of plans in place. Emily's big plan is to try and make Bruce comfortable enough that he doesn't play his idol and the votes will still be on Bruce. Mm -hmm. Bruce thinks the plan is that he, Emily, Jake, and Katura are all voting for Julie. The Reba tribe and everybody else seems like their plan is to put a majority of the votes on Bruce and then have a few votes, three votes on Jake in case Bruce plays his idol, then Jake goes home. Right. But it was a full moon. (laughs) (laughs) As Jake notes, things are getting weird. Things are getting weird (laughs) with the full moon. They show up at Tribal Council. (laughs) You know, I write write my uh, predictions for Tribal Mm -hmm. before everyone. I thought, I think Jake goes home. Emily had been so subtle with her plan to make Bruce comfortable. 
I thought he was still going to play his idol. Right. They get to tribal and, you know, people just kind of air out what they've been talking about in their confessionals. Yeah. To this point. Jake, That's a great way to put it. Jake talks about feeling dumb. Julie feels like evil stepmama Jay mm-hmm. instead of normal mama Jay. Lots of generic stuff yep. around this as well. We see Kendra in the jury, though. Kendra is in the jury. She and looks... I was just going to say she looks like a girl who is seeing her ex for the first time. Since the breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she looks did. good and she's got her revenge face on. She's ready to make some sassy facial expressions mm-hmm. when people make their comments. And like you mentioned earlier, Emily continues to do a great job of lining Bruce up to not play his idol. Oh, yeah. Jeff asks her, do you think there's an idol being played tonight? They've already confirmed that Bruce has an idol at this tribal council and that everybody else thinks he's going to play it. And she's like, yeah, I definitely think he's going to play it. It would be absolutely crazy if he didn't play it, like shocking if he didn't play it. Subtly feeding his ego, like if you didn't play that idol tonight, it would be huge. Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. Oh, yeah. Je- I mean, Jeff, he deserves an assist mm-hmm. in the stats on this one. Give Jeff the assist. But Emily knocks us out of the park. I I almost feel like this was the moment Bruce solidified his decision to not play his I idol. I agree. When Emily says... You know, just pointing out the facts, that's true. If Bruce thinks, you know, he's got some other plan in play, I mean, in theory, he could not be playing his idol. Oh, it's just masterclass, masterclass manipulation right here. The other thing about Emily doing all of this is that she has a great relationship with everybody in the jury, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Yep. And she knew Bruce was going to the jury. And so she wanted to just send him out feeling like Emily had my back. Mm Mm-hmm. Even when Jeff asks, is anybody going to play an idol tonight? She like puts her hand on his shoulder. Bruce doesn't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But when he goes home tonight, he's going to think she was trying to tell me to play my idol. She had my back. But really, she manipulated and twisted it so that he didn't. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Bruce ends up not playing his idol and he gets voted out. Four votes for Bruce, three for Jake and one for Julie. Man, this was a good play. I just thought, is it the right play? Is this the smart move for Emily and everybody? I mean, this is great for Emily. She, yeah. she gets a big resume. I was going to say, Emily made the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. All of it is going to hinge on whether or not this was a good play for, for the non-Reba Alliance members. It all hinges on what happens this next episode. It really does. Is Reba going to finally be willing to turn on each other. And if they are, this was a great move. Yeah. If they're not, by this week, they're doomed. Mm -hmm. Emily's doomed. They're all doomed. (laughs) Before we move on to our voting stats, I'll just end with this. I'll miss Bruce. He was good TV. I'm going to miss making fun of him. I mean, it was just great to have a celebrity on the show. (laughs) All right, now we can get to our voting stats. D has one vote. Emily, one vote. Drew, two votes, Julie, three votes, and Jake with seven votes. We still have two people who remain with zero votes on them, being Austin and Katura. Jake, though, he's got nine lives. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see the beginning of next episode where Jake gets back and says, let's go, I'm playing Survivor. (laughs) That was a great impression of him. The preview for next week, these guys are just teasing a showman's every preview for next week they're killing me 
they give another tease of it with Dean Austin. And if it doesn't happen this next episode, I'm going to lose it. What do you mean if it doesn't? What what constitutes a happening? Them talking about it? Yes. Okay. I want them to acknowledge it. Okay. I want them to hold hands. I want them to say something in their talking head. Say something to the camera. I want a DTR. You need to define. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our best and worst move All right. of the night. I'll start with worst move. Obviously, the worst move is Bruce not playing his idol. I can forgive that, though, because he was trying to make a big play. Finally, Bruce was trying. It was the wrong play, but it was an attempt at making a big play. Yeah. Extending his idol another day. Mm-hmm. And to look even deeper on that, maybe one of his worst moves was not following through with his lie to Katura and making that lie for everybody. Yep. And then just playing the idol. And that would have shook everybody. Absolutely. Honorable mention from Worst Move has got to be Bruce, Emily, Katura, and Jake not coming together to vote out Drew, D, or Julie. Yep. I mean, that's what should have happened. They had the Reba Alliance ready and willing to split their vote. They could have still flushed Bruce's idol mm-hmm. by telling him, by casting some doubt on it. And voted out one of the Reba Alliance members. It could have been a win-win rid of Bruce's idol and getting out one of the Reba Alliance members. Totally. I agree with that. For the best move, I think it was Emily making Bruce feel comfy enough to not play his idol. Amazing. Let's get to our mailbag. The mailbag question for last week was, who do you think is going to win Survivor? Our first submission was from McCall from Draper. McCall says, I honestly thought Emily was going to win for a while there, but I don't know if I see that happening anymore. And at this point, I'm scared it's going to be Bruce. (laughs) But if Austin keeps playing his cards right and flying under the radar, he will be the one. Thank you, McCall. Truman in Orem says, right now, Austin is looking like the winner. He's got everything going for him and no one seems to dislike him. Somebody (laughs) might even love him. Some good wordplay there. I'm finding myself cheering for Bruce of all people just because I feel like the Reba Alliance is getting too cocky and starting to feel like they can eat people's rice without any karmic justice. (laughs) The problem with that is that Bruce is playing like a man in a leaky boat who insists on scooping water into the boat. Thank you, Truman. A more apt analogy I have never heard. (laughs) Ryan from Lexington, Kentucky wrote in, which this is his second time writing in. He wrote in at the beginning of the season, if you remember. He says, I'm here to eat some crow. I bagged on Drew as a goofball after the first episode, but he's proven me wrong, and I think he's got a great shot at winning. He's not the big target that D or Austin is. He has the strong alliance to get him to the end and oration skills to sway a jury. As long as he doesn't screw it up by eating all the rice, I'll take him as my favorite to win. Thank you, Ryan. Honestly, I feel like Austin is slightly ahead in my power rankings. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost a three-way tie for second. Yeah, right? Between Between Emily, Dee, and Austin. I mean, Drew. And Drew. Mm -hmm. I would agree. That's that's Austin just because he's got the idols and has those advantages and has now won an immunity challenge. And performed well um, at that other, like, gain your vote back challenge. Mm-hmm. Won those back. Yeah. We're coming down to the wire here. And it seems like we've 
if man, once the rebound line starts turning on each other, that is going to be fun it's to watch. It's going to be good TV. It's going to be a bloodbath. What is our question of the week for this next week? I want to know what is the right timing for the Reba tribe to turn on each other? Are they too late? Or is it like Sam was saying, perfect time next episode? That's our question of the week. You can always submit your answers. Um, you can DM us on one of our social medias on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. But of course, you can just email us. Our email is linked in the show notes. Just click on that. It'll pop up an email on your phone. Send us a message right now while you're thinking about it. Our social media accounts are also hyperlinked in the description. Got to say thank you guys so much for all of the support on social media. We've been having a lot of fun. That's right. We've been going back and forth with a few of the the members from the show in the comments section on some of our posts. It's fun to be a part of the Survivor community. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. It means a lot to us, and we will see you next week. 